initially a box office flop and now the mascot of one of the most well-known Japanese animation studios of all time, My Damer Totoro. I mean, pretty darn popular if you think about it. Enchanting viewers, uh, young and old, and especially young in this household, because this has officially become the first anime thing that our daughter Faye has watched. She seemed to very much enjoy it and uh, happy about that, because then it gave us a chance to watch the movie again so that we can reminisce and talk a little bit about the fun facts and all that good stuff. So let's, uh, let's just go ahead and do that today. To the I Married We podcast, it's your favorite anime podcast starring a married couple who watches cartoons together in their 30s and uh, occasionally needs to, in a pinch, throw a Ghibli movie into the mix to give us a little bit of time to watch other stuff. Now, in the case of today's movie, My Neighbor Totoro, as you may have read in the title, uh, we could have sworn we already recorded an episode talking about this because we both vividly remember discussing it, but it must have been. Ew, did we talk not on the podcast? I hope not. Uh, that aside, hi, my name is Tom. I am the resident weeb here, and I married a very cute gal uh, in college who decided she wanted to start watching cartoons with me, and that's when I knew. I don't know when she knew, but that's when I knew. But anyways, hey, who are you over there? I'm Danielle. That's the one I was just talking about. Hey, thanks for joining me. How's your day going? It's good. I like that you keep the the joke going that we don't talk outside the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I like yeah. It. <laughs> I'm, and I'm glad you disclaimer to let them know uh, that it is a joke. But anywho, uh, is this your first episode with us? Well, we can't thank you enough for letting this be your first. I mean, everyone loves Totoro, so we're just happy to have you around. Now, if you got Instagram, you should check us out on there. That's I Married We Pod on Instagram. Uh, we'll post twice a week, Monday, Thursdays, when we have the podcast uh, uploaded. And just basically reflect uh, what we were talking about and give you a little reminder and all that good stuff. You can also find a link tree on there, which will get you to our Discord. Now, the Discord, now that's the spot because that's where you're going to be most up to date with what's going on around these parts. You're going to be able to talk with us along with all of our Internet friends in there that we are uh, all have. It's all good people. And we're not even just saying that. It's just the way it is. Uh, you can roll for waifus in there. You can discuss uh, the current season of anime, what you're watching. Show off your merch, show off the new manga you purchased. Just do internet things with internet friends. That's what it's for. Uh, if you don't do the Instagram thing, you can actually also find that Discord link in the description of this episode. Uh, and I think that's it for the new folks. So are you not new here? Well, by golly, you're back again. And I can't believe you guys didn't let us know that we hadn't talked about this show. So we're going to be talking to you guys a little bit later about that in the Discord, but that's okay. Uh, what a great movie. And what I, an excellent movie. And what a good introduction into the anime for our little baby girl. Now, we've been doing a lot of Pixar. She loves Up. It's her jam. We've been talking about that. Up and Tangled are her two go-to Disney. Yeah, Up is the wild card. Tangled, we basically indoctrinated that. <laughs> we, yeah. we just love Tangled, so we would put it on it. She happens to love it. So, in regards to Totoro, it was kind of a, hmm. We'll see if she actually is interested in it. Let's put it in. And uh, sure enough, loves it and has now gotten her much more interested in her plushy Totoro that our lovely friend Jared uh, sent us over from Japan when he knew that we were having uh, the baby. Shout out, Jared. Great guy. Love him to death. And I hope he's doing good in Australia. 
you never know where he's going to be. Yeah. World traveler. World traveler. What a great guy. <laughs> a gentleman. And a scholar. And a scholar, probably. He, <laughs> well, he speaks Japanese, so, you know. He's got to be pretty smart. He has to smart. be somewhat scholarly. He's got to be pretty smart. Now, let's go into, before we get into the movie, I know, I know. Let's talk a little bit about some news going on here. Uh, pretty big thing, and we're going to do this shout out because I, I am 50% Italian. Uh, an Italian artist who has an award-winning manga uh, that goes by Miriam of the Skulls has made its debut on Shonen Jump Plus, making it the first Italian artist to be published in Shonen Jump. Wow. So good on her. Uh, it seems pretty dope. And through a quick Google, I was not able to really find the premise of what it is, but I did manage to find in an article that uh, it's been said that if you enjoy the energy of Jujutsu Kaisen, then you will love Mary of the Skull. So interesting. It's piqued my interest now, and I'm 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 kind of wanting to check it out and uh, support the old Elena Vitagliano. Oh wow, Vitagliano. That's a, that's a last name. Yeah, very Italian. It? Yeah, or a uh, like a a prosciutto brand or something. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, that's nice. So uh, good on her. That's pretty incredible. And uh, yeah. Sweet. Any other news? Let's take a little gander. Oh, I don't know. The singer Lisa. She's announced the birth of her first child. Wait, I thought, um, wasn't she getting divorced recently? Well, she's got baby recently. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I don't know about the divorce thing, if that went through or whatnot. But um, yeah, yeah, she she did take a formal hiatus. So she did the Oshinoko thing, ah. apparently. Uh, but yeah, so... Good on her. Nice. Uh, pr prayers toward the, uh, the, the baby, keeping good health and all that good stuff. Uh, sweet. So that's good to see. The Super Mario Brothers movie is getting screening, uh, extra screenings special in North America. That's going to be showing the movie in Japanese. So kind of cool if you've wanted to check that out. But it, the locations are pretty darn limited. We're talking Honolulu, mm. Los Angeles, Seattle. San Francisco, New York, Vancouver, uh, and Toronto. Did I already say Toronto? You Anyways. know, Chicago's not one of the main cities when they don't at least have one. <laughs> yeah, at least one or something. <laughs> yeah. Anywho. And then this one, I didn't fully read it, but uh, take it with a grain of salt. Uh, apparently, there's this Content Overseas Distribution Association, or CODA. And in 2019, they did a study... That basically just assessed, okay, anime and manga piracy, what is it costing the industry? And between the 2019 and then now, uh, a, re a release of the 2021 uh, numbers have shown a fivefold increase, which is now 2021, I guess it cost the industry around 2 trillion yen. So, decent amount of cheddar. Um, but uh, until these streaming services get their players right, Apparently that's going to keep being a thing. And that's all we're going to say about that. Wow. <laughs> yeah, a little crazy. And speaking of crazy, I can't believe how much I'm loving Tonari no Totoro, okay? I was not really hip to the Ghibli thing. I started and actually shouts out once an episode to my mom. She knew I was kind of into anime at this point. Toonami was obviously a thing and I was enjoying watching uh, my Japanese cartoons and she had heard and saw an article, so she handed it over to me, and it was about Spirited Away, and just kind of gave a little snap. So I'm like, man, I'd love to see that. So when it came out, 
Uh, we rented it and we watched it together and loved that one to death, which then spawned the, huh, we should probably, I should probably watch a little bit more of these. Totoro being one that was like, that's a good movie and started going through them. But the more I'm watching Totoro, the more I'm liking Totoro. It's a movie that when the vibe is set to just coast, this is it. There's not too much going on and it's in a great way. It's more about enjoying the peace of the countryside, enjoying just the overall aura and just seeing what uh, Miyazaki is able to, to put out there. Now, this one being uh, supposedly partially autobiographical uh, because when him and his brothers were children, his mother suffered from spinal tuberculosis for nine years and spent much of her time hospitalized. It's implied yet never revealed in the film that uh, the two girls' mother also suffers from tuberculosis. Uh, and he once said that uh, the film would have been too painful for him to make it uh, if the two protagonists were boys instead of girls, because I think it would have been hit a little too close to home or something. But mm-hmm. uh, these are all obviously just trivia and uh, fun facts found on the Internet, so take them with a grain of salt. But if that's, in fact, the same way, he just has a great way of taking his experiences and turning it into something absolutely incredible on the screen so i wouldn't doubt if there's a little bit of uh you know implied uh relations going on with his real life initially it was supposed to be one sister and i guess there was like he wanted to add a little bit more suspense to the latter half of the film and he was like well that's not really going to be possible with one girl in this situation so he split it into the two girls the original girl had the feature of both uh satsuki and my uh, and was seven, so halfway between the ages of the two characters in the movie, Satsuki being 10 and uh, May, I said my, but May being four. And a lot of the original stuff, even the DVD when you put it in, the shirt I own, and a lot of the materials that uh, show the main artwork do still show the main just one girl. So it's kind of interesting uh, that they left it, but I think it's charming that they did. Mm-hmm. Shows just a little bit of, you know, breaking the old wall of professionalism and just showing, hey, look, this is what things change. This, as far as uh, it goes with you, although I don't want to just ramble facts, but as far as this movie goes with you, do you put this in your top Ghiblis or where, where does it sit? Yeah, I think I need to rewatch it, but I think my top Ghibli is still Howl's Moving Castle. Okay. And I think this is close second. I've always loved My Neighbor Totoro. I sure. love the honest um, and charming depiction of sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a sister. Granted, we have a seven-year age gap. So, um, you know, it was a little bit more strained than this relationship in the movie. <laughs> sure. um, but I just, I just love their interactions. And especially... Uh, past the halfway point when they get the telegram about the mom mm-hmm. she's running to go get the phone and then uh may is chasing after her um and they have like a quarrel at the end yeah. and it's like oh that is that is such true to sibling and especially sister not rivalry but just like that relationship you know the younger being very and especially May headstrong. My younger <laughs> yeah. sister is, was very headstrong growing up. So I can relate a lot uh, to their relationship. And I just love watching that. And as you said, it's a very chill movie. Um, really the only drama 
in it is May getting lost at the end. Yeah. And then, and then the ongoing thing with the mom, but yeah, it's not like overly done. It's not putting pressure on the viewer. It's just more of a serene, enjoyable experience and just watching kind of this new move in, which we we've come to love movies that have these families moving to the countryside. Oh yeah. This another movie like Wolf Children, where I just want to sell everything we have and disappear. It doesn't have to be in Japan, but if I can get like a cabin in the wilderness somewhere. Yeah. I'll just make it look like that. Do the sliding doors. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, Well, and I was having a conversation with someone on my drive home and people were in rare form on the road today. And I just said, I'd love to get away from all these. I I'd love to not worry about people and more have to be scared and worry about like, you know, skinwalkers or windigos out in the forest. Windigos. Yeah. The windigo. What's a windigo? Let me, uh, let me get that for you. I want to make sure I give a, a proper eloquent definition of these because I'm not the expert. Okay. Uh, one thing you will maybe run into when you're trying to freaking Google Windigo, what I'm noticing is it might try and sell you Winnebago's. I don't want that. <laughs> I want Windigo, Google. <laughs> Anyways, uh, and a little fun fact for both of these. These are both uh, Native American uh, folklore kind of things. So I'm pulling from both. Uh, in Navajo culture, a skinwalker is a type of harmful witch who has the ability to turn into, possess, or disguise themselves as an animal. and the term is never used. The term is never used for healers. Well, I'm glad they throw that in. What, oh. Who was asking? I don't know. Well, maybe because healers are considered maybe witches. like witches because they, you know, heal maybe. mystically, maybe. Hmm. I don't know. We'll never know. Uh, so that's what that is. And then the, the Wendigo, Wendigo, sorry, let me pronounce it correctly. The Wendigo uh, is a mythological creature or evil spirit originating from the folklore of Plains and Great Lakes natives, as well as some of the uh, First Nations. It is based in and around the East Coast forests of Canada. Okay, can we get there? (laughs) Dearly beloved, the Wendigo is said to invoke, where is it? It's often said to be a malevolent spirit, sometimes depicted as a creature with human-like characteristics, which possesses human beings. The Wendigo is said to invoke feelings of insatiable greed or hunger, the oh. desire to cannibalize other humans oh. and the propensity to commit murder in those that fall under its influence. Oof. You know, it's just some of those nice, creepy. Um, it's like those creepy pasta stories you read when you should be going to bed. And Yeah. Creepy pasta is just new age folklore. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and I think now that you said Skinwalker, I think they talk about that in the the latest Predator movie, Prey. Oh. I think. I thought she, I think she thought that the Predator was a skinwalker, maybe. Maybe I'm wrong. That was a pretty good movie. I was pleasantly surprised by that. Yeah, uh, yeah, I wasn't expecting much because I was getting disappointed every time. But that one was, uh, that one was a joy. Mm -hmm. Uh, But anyways, yeah, uh, I would love to just live in the forest and those be my worries. Or like, you know, actual wild animals or something. Yeah, sure. (laughs) So the wild animals on the road. (laughs) I feel that. Uh, Yeah, so. Uh, those of you not in the know and you're deciding to listen to this for some reason, one, we appreciate it too. Let me give you a quick rundown. So all this is basically about in the short, short of it is that these two girls move with their father into the countryside to be near their ailing mother who's in the hospital. They have adventures with the wondrous, uh, forest spirits who live nearby. And that is where we get introduced to Totoro. Um, 
which actually with him being the headliner on the cover, all this good stuff, it actually takes a little bit to actually see him, which is pretty surprising. It's actually more so just a nice relaxing intro, watching the moves start to happen, and we get really introduced and put into a position where we're just trying to understand the dynamic of the family currently going on. Dad is obviously working from home, trendsetter, and uh, the girl, it's that parenting where the girls are good to just roam out in the countryside, and it just seems like a lovely little neighborhood they got going. Granny is a sweet lady, and um, it's, it's really just a good movie to show how much of a, as much as I hate the term, uh, an artist Miyazaki is, because I think most art is, and, and to be effective with it and to, to create things that really resonate is you're just really good at observing, like, right? So proper art, like when we see a big thing with Spirit of the like, oh, when she taps her shoe and she's putting it on, it's like, that's just a good observation that then when translated into cartoon is like, oh, that's like an extra layer of realism. The sibling dynamic in this just cemented, right? So a good way of taking a concept that most of us know in feeling and, and just from experiencing it is so is shown in such an easy way. They're like, oh, that's it. The young sibling, uh, May, chasing her around the house, searching for something and checking everything. And even though her big sister, uh, Satsuki, has already checked a spot, she's running behind and then she checks it. And they, they keep doing that. It's like, that is such just a little baby sibling thing to do, just trying to replicate and be like their big sister. And it's just like, that's just so sweet. It's the little touches. And um, it's why that is also a movie that the dub is just slapping the Dakota, uh, Dakota Fanning performance along with Elle Fanning. Just moto bene. Yeah. Nailed it. Yeah, Nailed it. And obviously it's kind of like a cheat code. You get the two sisters to voice the two sisters, but incredible. And this was actually Elle Fanning's debut into starting to do things, I believe. So. Uh, glad we did that because then she ended up doing a lot of stuff that I enjoyed because uh, she is, who did she voice? Well, she was in Super 8, which is one of those low-key movies that I forget that I like a lot, and we should actually probably watch that. But didn't she voice something as well? I'm not as familiar with the Fanning sisters. Um, well, I know Dakota was Coraline. Oh, okay. And maybe that's what I'm pulling from. Maybe it was just that. I don't know if she's done voiceover on the other stuff. Oh, she was, uh, Elle Fanning did a voice in Box Trolls. That's what it was. Oh. The stop motion movie. Okay. So they're, uh, they're good sisters. We like them uh, as far as their work goes. So and the Box Trolls also had Ben Kingsley and Nick Frost, Simon Pegg. Uh, a lot of good voices in that one. Mm. I, gotta, I gotta rewatch that too. Aren't one of them in the movie? Well, I guess you're talking strictly voice acting. Yeah. But, um, well, you brought up Super 8, but um, one of them are in that vampire movie, like, Don't Let Them In or Let Me In? Or one uh, of let them me in? in? No, that's uh, Chloe Moretz. Ah, darn it. That's they okay. look very similar. The fair you know, skin the blonde. blonde. Yeah, of course. Oh, they're all looking the same in Hollywood, I guess. I'm light skinned blonde. I, I can say that. Oh, is joke. that how it works? Yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm bald and I say the bald things all the time. Exactly. Uh, Tony Collette was also a voice in Box Trolls and she was also the mother in Hereditary. Oh. You know, the mom from Hereditary. What a great, she did great in that movie. Mm-hmm. I can't, 
really remember how she did in uh, box trolls, but we should stop talking about box trolls. You're right. <laughs> um, <laughs> anywho, uh, Totoro, right? So where's that name come from? Uh, I heard whisperings of like it being kind of a call to where he used to live. I, I know that the film setting is inspired where he used to live, um, which was in Tokorozawa which was in uh, Sayama Hills. It was an hour's drive from Tokyo. And uh, that being his home, so some people are like, oh, you know, Tokorozawa, that's where Totoro, you know, maybe it's just like them saying it. No, the more realistic reason and what you can mostly find on the internet is that it's a mispronunciation of May being a teeny little gal. Uh, The word for troll in Japanese is Totoru. And so her saying Totoro is kind of like, you know, just Mm -hmm. a a little kid making a little blunder. Mm -hmm. Not sure which one it is, but uh, either way, it's pretty cute. Totoro also becoming an icon, obviously, as already mentioned, as the face of Ghibli, which is good because it's just he's so cute. Just a great smile on him. Yeah, Uh, we love it. And we also love the fact that he showed up in Toy Story 3, which is fun. So, yeah, I think I probably watched Toy Story 3 way before I, I watched My Neighbor Totoro. So you didn't so even know. I didn't you even know. just like, what is that though? <laughs> um, yeah. Cat Boss immediately effective in this household as Faye is an absolute obsession uh, driven girl based on cats and dogs. So yep. That's why Up with the dogs and, and now uh, this because there's a cat. Anything with cats, but. And I do love that um, we say, oh, what does, to Faye, what does Totoro say? And she goes, rah. Yeah. She's, <laughs> and then so, so after she had watched it the first time, I think I was working mm-hmm. at the time when you guys were watching it. And then I came out and I'm, all I'm hearing is her going, rah, rah. And then she just <laughs> ran up with her little plush Totoro and she kept doing it. I'm like, okay, very sweet, but you've got about 15 more rahs and then I'm sending you back on <laughs> And your throat's going to hurt because she yeah, goes, right. she goes freaking hard in the paint. Yeah. She's going to be a voice actress at some <laughs> point. Uh, yeah. Yep. 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 So just a lot of cool things revolving around it. A couple more facts, I guess we can spit out here is, and again, all with a grain of salt. I just learned these from the internet and can we trust the internet? I don't know. We'll see. Anywho, uh, the names of the two sisters, right? So, uh, Satsuki is an old Japanese word for May. And then May is the Japanese pronunciation of the English word May. So it's kind of, they just both have that name, uh, which is fun. You know, we like play on words all mm-hmm. the time. Uh, anything else? Let's see. The, I already mentioned that it did not do well in the box office and it did not even break uh, until about two years after the release when stuffed toys based on King Totoro uh, characters hit the shelves and suddenly that people are like, well, that's a cute thing. Where is this from? <laughs> and then bingo, bango. We were also introduced to another very cute thing that uh, reappears in Spirited Away uh, a couple years later. The tiny soot creatures, which thank heavens for bringing them back. We love them. We, they didn't get the time they deserved in this movie. They were too busy floating away to that lovely soundtrack. I love, I love that. One, the music in this, and I don't mm-hmm. want to sidetrack because I know you're doing facts. No, but you're fine. There's one overarching sound, or um, I should say song or score that they do in the movie. And I love when the uh, soot gremlins are floating away and they yeah. like do a little chant like, dit, dit, 
Yeah. Or whatever they say. And I love it. Everything like in, they do is in great. time with the movie. It's just really sweet. I love it. Yes. Are we just basically Ghibli obsessed? Kind of a good amount. So slightly biased here, but I'm pretty sure most people would put uh, Totoro as one of the higher ranking Ghibli movies. There's a lot, there's a big range of movies once you get past that, like Arietti and things of that nature. Art Tales, you're somewhat like Ponyo and things like you're somewhat, you know, used to seeing, but Totoro is kind of its own thing. Uh, maybe not in theme or lessons, but more so just in an experience as a whole, actually earning it. Some very kind words from one of the most well-known movie reviewers of all time, uh, Roger Ebert. This film was included on his great movies list, which was not the easiest thing to get on. Uh, and he even went on to call Totoro one of the most beloved of all family films. So wow, that's just it. This is a any age you name it. Totoro, the only scary thing could be his growl. But as we've seen from a one and a half year old, it's actually more so a beloved thing than a scary thing. So uh, it's just, yeah, it's just overall a good movie. I think it's a, it's a safe movie. It's not, it's not like pushing anything narratively, but it's because it's just supposed to be a nice, uh, relaxing uh, thing. I know I've said it a bunch. I'm just going to keep saying it again. Anything else we've got here would just mean that. Um, I liked your little tidbit. You said um, off mic that they showed this. I don't know if it was in Japan or if it was here, the double feature. <laughs> yeah. So they, I guess, supposedly. <laughs> the highs and the lows yes, of Ghibli. Supposedly that this movie was kind of being seen as a financial risk as a standalone release. So what they did was in the original theatrical release of Totoro in Japan, it was double featured with the grave of the fireflies in 1988. I don't know the validity of that, but if that's real, I couldn't even imagine. Which one came first? Well, do they do the fireflies and then let you go into Totoro to come down from the sad? What is it? I hope so. Cause if you go from the happiness of Totoro to the absolute pitfall of <laughs> grave of the fireflies, I, yeah, that, oh, that movie is rough. You want to talk about juxtaposition. That's it right there. <laughs> I want to know the guy who said, eh, financial risk, put it with this movie. I wonder what that person's doing today uh, and how they're feeling because something was up. Yeah. Something was uh, it impacted a lot of people's lives. Could you imagine? Um, and hopefully like, I'm sure you could like leave after watching Totoro, but could you imagine having like your kids in the theater for my neighbor Totoro and then it just goes <laughs> Grape of the Fireflies. <laughs> right. So sad. With oh. two young kids being the stars, it's like, oh, another family, another family flick. And it's like, oh, God. We're going to have to do a summer movie night in the Discord where we actually replicate this double feature and see just how oh. effective it is. Um, <laughs> and maybe why this movie flopped initially because yeah. if they did, in fact, play Grave of the Fireflies and then suddenly you jumped to Countryside Laughing Girls, I'd be like, I can't. I, <laughs> I got to get out of here. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the uh, major theme in My Neighbor Totoro being animism, which I'm glad you asked, Danielle, is the belief that objects, places, and creatures all possess a distinct spiritual essence. Mm. And Totoro here being the kind of king essence uh, and, and the essence of this big camphor tree that the dad had seen, which, by the way, very impressive tree. 
If that's based on a real tree, I want to see it. Because that was big. Anywho. Um, there's this whole shrine associated with it and all this. And it's, it's, it's Totoro who is the spirit of that tree and all that good stuff. So I'm glad you said the name of the tree because we didn't have subtitles on. So I thought he kept saying camper tree. Oh no. Camper. 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 Yeah. I couldn't under, thought the the F was a P. The old F was a P. I (laughs) I feel that. Uh, A camper tree, if you were wondering. It's a species of evergreen tree that's commonly known under the names camphor tree, camphor wood, or camphor laurel. Oh. So there you go. Where do they grow in the U.S., you were wondering? Well, they can be found in Florida, Georgia, and western Texas. Mm -hmm. Uh, These trees are uh, readily invade dry, disturbed areas such as roadsides. Camphor trees also invades natural areas such as shrub, hardwood, hammocks, scrubby flatwoods, Mesic flatwoods, floodplains, lake, stream, and string, uh, spring shores. I don't like the word invade. It sounds uh, like the tree's very aggressive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, you know what? It gives a different meaning to, to Totoro here. I thought he was pretty chill in the movie, but apparently he was supposed to be aggressive. Uh, um, well, definitely the wind he's um, blowing through the rice paddies and stuff like that is uh, aggressive. Yes. In this movie. It's not, yeah. a, it's not a gentle breeze. It is gusts. Which I love um, if we wanted to start getting into the movie. Sure, sure. Uh, which I don't want to jump too far ahead. But when um, Satsuki is getting wood for the fire mm-hmm. and she's got her little bundle and then this huge gust comes. Those, those branches. Those were gone. She would be, she would be the next town over. Well, I and, mean. And the, <laughs> the pile of sticks that are sitting right next to her when that wind blows, those should have been carried away too. But no, it's just like, nah, just the ones in her hand. Totoro wanted those ones. Yeah. Totoro being a very interesting uh, spirit in this movie because it, honestly, everything's on his terms. Okay. It, it, it's not until he wants the little girls to see him that he's allowing it. And it's just kind of this very jovial Laxadaisy, like yeah it's such a weird feeling because it does have a certain feeling of like when he does show up you're like wow fuck he's letting us take a gander even as a viewer and so it's just fun the the waiting at the bus stop with the umbrella scene is just iconic it's so cute and um yeah yeah I, i'm glad you brought up the stick thing there were so many things in the movie I'm like wow that's crazy talk about a great city to move into by the way all the neighbors were nice. Even the neighbor kid that just really had a problem with the girls was actually, his problem was being too nice to the girls, giving up his umbrella and all that good stuff. Um, instantly, the school kids love her. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's a great setting. And again, just continues to make me want to disappear um, out and do that, you know, pretend that I know what I'm doing in nature. Yes. Uh, the... The big thing too is it's uh it makes me wonder like how terrifying a storm is in those types of homes that had the really thin sliding doors. Like nature wasn't as segmented. You can open up a house and nature is just it bleeds into your home and it just has a it seems like it'd be such a great thing, but at the same time as I don't know how terrifying storms would have been. Cause there's sometimes in my modernly built uh, you know, ranch home here. Sometimes the winds are blowing. I'm like, okay, this house is coming down. (laughs) Granted, our neighborhood is like, I don't know what we're built on. Some type of a, some type of a a wind plane, but it it gets a little 
it's a little wily out here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they definitely depict that in that first, I think it's the first night that they're living there. Yeah. Um, and the, just the glass panes and those, uh, moving shutters are just rattling yes. and it, it really distills in you like the same kind of anxiety and fear that they would have. Mm-hmm. Um, but don't worry, Papa's on it. He just starts laughing at it and stuff like that. He, uh, a good reflection of such a great dad, uh, just doing what he can do while mama's in the old hospital. Charming is kind of the tip of the iceberg with this. Any, if you open up a thesaurus, anything revolving around the word charming is basically going to be what's in this. Even the mom is in such great spirits being in the hospital. It's just such a, um, yeah, it's just a joy. And I know that that's pretty much all I've been saying continuously, but like, truly, it's just that I just smile when I'm watching it and it's a good, it's a good movie. Yeah. I love the dad when they're moving in, uh, letting the, the girls still be kids, you yeah. know, not expecting them to unload the truck. What the, you said they're 10 and four, right? So, mm-hmm. um, you know, Satsuki kind of watching over May and he's giving them tasks, tasks to do that are easy for a 10 and a four year old. Like, sure. oh, can you open up the back door? Like keeping them occupied yeah. and also out of his hair. Like, oh, find the stairs to the like attic or whatever. And good on these gals, too, because it's pretty special shot looking up into that <laughs> attic and the soot balls going crazy. So, yeah, yeah love and they had done it in spirited away too when wiping down the floors just the form in which they do it um running pushing the mm-hmm. rag loved it in this too yeah yeah thanks for reminding me i was like what other movie is that in and it was spirited away I just forgot. another ghibli don't worry about it just ghibli things you know how it goes uh the epic status of ghibli and just kind of what makes it tick is just the Obviously, the elements of uh, the spirits and just how whimsical it is. It's just one of those things that when you see fantasy, this is it to a T. It's like when you think of the word fantasy, a lot of people will also go to Lord of the Rings and things of that. So there's just a good hierarchy in like just the character setups. There is like a huge range in things that seem ancient and new and the mixing of the two. And there's you know, well, ultimately the spirit of this huge tree, um, there's something that like is super approachable to it because of how nice it's being to these kids. And just like, I don't know what Ghibli does to get the reputation it has, but it's just something that it's, uh, it's so inspiring to see, um, you know, Miyazaki being able to kind of just have that down. Like, him and J.R.R., I'm not going to put him up there with J.R.R. because Lord of the Rings is like, to me, defined fantasy. But you know what I mean? Like, it's just yeah. incredible to see these uh, these uh, single people just like doing something so large and in charge, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have a favorite scene from the movie? Do I have a favorite scene? That's a great question. Um... Not off the top of my head. I think they're all kind of bleeding into each other. I do love the first interaction uh, as May is going through the tunnel and then her trying to explain it to her family. And then she like runs back in there and pops out to the side again. Um, yeah, no, I, I just, I, the whole thing. Is there anything that st- stands out to you, I guess? 
Um, I definitely like when, so they've gotten the package. They're, they're at the bus stop. She gives Totoro the umbrella that was meant for her dad and they get a little package and they're writing to their mom. Mm-hmm. Oh, he gave us a bag of acorns. They plant the acorns. They're not growing. And then uh, one of the next nights or the next night that we see, um, they wake up, the girls wake up and Totoro medium Totoro and baby Totoro are doing a little like dance around the plot where they planted the seeds and it has this fun um, and Totoro makes them pop up and they grow into a huge tree. Um, And then the girls kind of have a fun night with Totoro, the Totoro clan. So I, I do like that part. Um, And a notable mention that you can audibly taste, um, which Miyazaki I think has great looking food in his movies. Yeah. Um, but Granny has a garden and the girls are picking and harvesting because it's summertime, all the vegetables and stuff. And oh, gee, I would love to be back in the day when you know you have clean streams and stuff like that. Right. But she has a basket with some tomatoes and cucumbers and stuff floating in a nearby stream. And I'm like, oh, that's like an ingenious way of cleaning them for one. Mm-hmm. And then two, she's like, ah, nice and cold. I'm like, no. She is chilling these vegetables in a nearby stream so they can eat them right there. And just the crisp snapping of the cucumbers. That was like. You just feel it. I, I could taste the crispiness of those cucumbers and it makes me so excited for my garden this year. I know. Yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> stoked for that too. Now I just wish we had a a clean um, freshwater stream in the backyard. <laughs> yes. And a Totoro to dance around it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, it, nature is something done very well. Uh, and this having the main theme of the spirit of nature, you just get a good healthy dose of some of the best background painting uh, ever. It's just the cohesiveness and the overall feel is just something that like, I don't understand how some art directors do it to to create something so beautiful and have that look consistent throughout the entire movie. It's just mind-boggling. Um, granted, obviously, it's not one single person. It's the entire studio, all the animators and all that good stuff. But it's just still, yeah, it's just wacky. Uh, the Cheshire Cat bus, mm-hmm. uh, going back to that, love when the eyes are glowing and looking around. So expertly animated. Love that. Um... And yeah, when Totoro's mouth gets massive and these girls aren't quivering and, and shaking uh, from fear, gotta <laughs> gotta respect it because that's um that's a I'm gonna eat ya type of mouth. Yeah, that's, that's big stuff. But yeah, and I love that the cat boss has balls. Yeah, you know, just in case <laughs> <laughs> those those are the balls I just love that, that those ball were added. Missing. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, the 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 Japanese and adding balls and and X's for buttholes. It's kind of like the thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm here for it. Yeah. I think Pom Pom Perrin's X'd out butthole is like tops. Yeah. And yes, I was just trying to say butthole again. <laughs> what a wacky uh, word. Is it one word, butthole, or is it two? Butthole. I don't know. Fact check that. Let me uh, Google butthole. Looking like one word, and that's a noun for a person's anus. <laughs> or an irritating or contemptible person with the example of, he's such a butthole. Yeah. Thank you. Oxford language. Uh, yes, love it to death. It's not, uh, it's not the same. I obviously didn't use butthole, but um, where I lived growing up, 
Uh, so there was my street and then across that there was a blinking light and uh, then you go down the street and there was a back neighborhood. And that's mm-hmm. where all the bad kids lived, the, the delinquents. And especially on my bus, I was notorious for being on the bus that had delinquents. We had to have a ironclad bus driver to make sure she could wrangle all of them, you know, whatever. So I think on uh, one occasion, someone was making fun of someone that I believe had disabilities on the bus. Mm. And uh, I was standing up for this person and I was like, why don't you just shut your pie hole? And everyone started laughing at me because obviously I wasn't going to swear better than that. Absolutely. Now look at you. But but I'm like, man, like looking back, like, yeah, that was so lame. Why don't you shut your pie hole? No, I think it's next level. (laughs) That's like, um, and as blessed as our, my old coworker was telling me, I believe it was his uncle. Uh, got thrown out of a baseball game because uh, there was some dispute happening around that area. And I think someone came to like handle it and was being wacky. Uh, and the the person that my coworker had known goes, you know, you're being a real knucklehead. And they threw him out for saying knucklehead. Imagine that. Imagine <laughs> a life where you call someone a knucklehead and they get that gets you thrown out. Wow. Crazy. Wow. I'm yeah. surprised. Yeah. People say worse and they're, you know coming off scot-free absolutely uh and in case you guys were wondering um and then what's so great about being able to do this uh because we'll always record the day before that a podcast goes out generally because we can't seem to schedule it uh the cool thing is in japan it's already the 27th so i can actually give you guys the april 27th 2023 uh japanese word of the day oh bengoshi which is a noun for lawyer. Oh. Bengoshi. Interesting. Yes. So there you go. Take that, leave that, and we'll do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they give you so many examples that I'm not going to butcher. That's a long sentence right there. What's one of your favorite Japanese words that you like to say? That I like to say? Yeah, I have one. Uh, chotomate. Chotomate, that's a good yeah, one. Yeah, that's a good one. I like impitsu. Impetsu is good. I like just saying it. It's pencil. It, pencil's good. Sometimes <laughs> you just need one. I don't know. There's just the whole way that it flows always sounds cool. That's why we watch things in sub. Chotomate. <laughs> Chotomate a second, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's so good. I really got to get back on like at least learning a, a word of a day. Maybe this is a segment for our podcast. Two times a week, we're going to get some words for y'all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyhow. Love it. Love it. Uh, Speaking of love it, I am going to be loving the back of my eyelids here shortly. (laughs) Uh, Thank you all for joining us on this Thursday. Well, we didn't fully go super in depth into My Neighbor Totoro. I don't think it's a movie that you're supposed to. I think it's a surface level. Uh, Take in the themes as you see fit and just uh, enjoy the spectacle that is the uh, the whimsical events of the movie. So uh, very happy to finally have talked about it. And actually, it will be just so you guys are in the know uh, at the time of recording this. There is actually a kind of Ghibli movie roadshow going on. Uh, and I let me see if I can find it. So through Fathom Events, obviously, and it's the Studio Ghibli Fest 2023. Uh, so to give you guys kind of a little rundown on that, 
they will just be showing certain things. So in theaters, April 27th and May 2nd is Spirited Away live on stage. Going to go ahead and skip that bad boy. Uh, Ponyo, 15th anniversary on May 7th, 8th, and 10th. Go ahead and check that out in theaters near you. Kiki's Delivery Service is the next up on that. I'm not going to say every date. Then Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind, Castle in the Sky, Princess Mononoke, Porco Rosso, The Wind Rises, 10th anniversary, Howl's Moving Castle, and ending it with Spirited Away. I will 100% be seeing Spirited Away this year in theaters because I never got to. Um, The opportunity wasn't there, and I know that they've done it in the past. I just haven't paid attention to it. So uh, this is the year. It's going to be happening in October. I'm going to go ahead and celebrate my daughter's birthday by going out to a movie without her. (laughs) Uh, uh, And I think Howl's Moving Castle in theater wouldn't be a bad idea either. I mean, we do one for you, one for me. That's it. Oh, you don't like you don't like Spirited Away. <laughs> well, it's not my favorite, you know. Wow, wow, that's okay. I enjoy it. It's yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it just doesn't tickle my fancy like Howl does. <laughs> I don't want you to ever talk about <laughs> Howl tickling. Okay, that man, man scares me sometimes. <sighs> yeah. Uh, that's it. So anyways, as I was trying to get you guys out of here, I know you guys were like, oh, yes, we get to leave. And then we just kept it going. Sorry about that. Um, if you made it to this point, you got to be just a great friend of the show. And we really, truly appreciate the support every time. And um, hope that uh, we're continuing to be entertaining. If not, please holler at us and let us know uh, what's getting boring. And we'll be sure to uh, maybe change it. Potentially. We listen. We try things. Trust me. And that being said, we're massive fans of you. And we hope that you're somewhat fans of us. Let's go ahead and get to the weekend. Only a couple days away. And uh, be safe this weekend. Let's, let's just have a good time. The warm weather is pretty much here. We had our, I believe, last frost. Uh, frosty night for, our, for us. It might be maybe one more. But did pretty good to, uh, you know. Gonna just uh, wait and be patient with our lawn and things like that. I haven't put down grass seed yet because can't be having those freezing out there. You know what I mean? Nature. It's it's so funny that nature can grow anywhere, but then when you want it to grow somewhere, it dies pretty good. So nature is a fickle beast. We need a Totoro uh, statue for our yard. Yes, fickle mistress, fickle Totoro. That's that. Uh, cool. So uh, yep, that's all I got to say. So you guys go ahead and enjoy your life. Catch you on the flip side and hopefully catch you on the Discord. Uh, Danielle, go ahead and send them out. Bye, guys.